welcome to With All My Heart, a podcast hosted by Joanna Kobernat, pastor's wife at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. This podcast is designed to help ladies of all ages with the principles of the Word of God. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to love God with all our hearts. Through Bible lessons, we will discover how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and experience His love in a more personal way. As we journey together, let's open our hearts to the unchanging truths of God's Word. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me again this morning, and I hope you are enjoying your December and your Christmas season. I, for me, it just seems like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's just everything we do is about Christmas and getting ready for it and the different events and the preparations, and I know y'all are the same. And one of the things that I love to do during the month of December is to read through the Christmas story over and over and over again. And I started that a couple years ago, and I this year whenever I was thinking about the podcast for December, I thought I'd really like to talk about the different women that are found in the Christmas story uh, during our podcast for December. And I was thinking, of course, we know the story in Luke 2, and I love that chapter. Uh, For me, whenever I read through Luke 2, I can close my eyes and be taken back to my great-grandmother's house, my Granny Pope's house um, down in Kernersville, North Carolina, and my Aunt Etta Mae would read the Luke 2, the Christmas story from Luke 2, every Christmas Eve. And we would have the get-together and all the um, Southern delicacies that y'all do so well, but it was the traditional Southern get-together. I remember the coconut cake piled this high and the special punch bowl and all the, the ham balls and the, or the sausage ball and the little ham sandwiches. Um, everything that you all do so well down here and I'm trying to still learn. But anyway, we'd have that special Christmas Eve get-together and then right before presents, my aunt um, Etta Mae would read from Luke 2 and I will never forget hearing her voice and she had that the prettiest uh, southern accent and I could just close my eyes and just listen to her as she read through that Christmas story. And of course when we think of the Christmas story we so often think of when Mary and Joseph went to be taxed and the story of the birth of the Christ child and that is what Christmas is all about. But you know in the Christmas story God included so much more than that and sometimes we don't always get the big picture. I love how my husband, uh, his message last Sunday morning and how he talked about someone that hardly is ever mentioned in the Christmas story. And yet when you read through the genealogy, he's right there. And how that God used him years and years and years before the birth of Christ, he used him to impact um, the lineage of Christ and how it affects us even today. And so I love sometimes seeing those little nuggets of truth, those uh, facts that maybe sometimes we skim over. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Because, you know, we always kind of focus on the miraculous birth of Jesus. And that is the miraculous birth. And there is nothing that can compare to that. Of course, He is our Lord and Savior. He was the Christ child. But, you know, when we look back in Luke and chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse number 5, but there is the story of another miracle. There's the story of another miraculous birth. And it's the story of Mary's cousin, Elizabeth. And the Bible tells us that Elizabeth and her husband, Zacharias, Zacharias was a priest, and he was a priest in the temple for the children of Israel. 
And they were older, so obviously they were older than Mary. It says they were that Elizabeth was barren. And the Bible tells us that they were well stricken in age. So obviously they had been barren. She had been barren her whole life. They had never had a child. But in Luke number one, it tells the story of how an angel also appeared to Zacharias when he was in the temple and how he promised that they too would have a son and that son's name would be John. And of course, we know he is John the Baptist. And as I studied this and I saw how that Elizabeth was used in Mary's life, my heart this week was challenged and convicted. And so we, I want to talk a little bit about Elizabeth today. Elizabeth is the other woman, one of the other ladies also in the Christmas story. But I see first in Luke chapter 1 and verse number 5, it says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Here we're going to go for our first point. Verse number six, it says, And they were both righteous before God, walking in, the, in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in age. And the first thing I see is that we see that Elizabeth, along with her husband, Zacharias, she was holy. But you know what I love about this? It doesn't say that all the children of Israel and all the people around them and their neighbors and their village proclaimed that Zacharias and Elizabeth, Elizabeth were holy and that they were highly regarded and very well respected. That's not what it says. The Bible says they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And you know, that's really my goal. I don't know what people think about me, but really that's not any of my business, really what their opinion of me is. But what really matters is what God knows to be true about me. And, you know, I see that Elizabeth was holy before God. And God's, what God, it's not just his opinion, it's his knowledge, what he knows about us to be true. And I see that Elizabeth was holy. We're going to see in this here in a minute that God had a special plan for Elizabeth's life. And he needed a holy vessel that he could use for that. I see, secondly, that Elizabeth had heartache in her life. In Luke chapter, again, chapter 1 and verse number 7, it says they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both now well stricken in years. You know, if a, if a lady cannot have a baby today, and I can relate to that. Y'all have heard me talk about that before. If she cannot have a baby today, that is a very sad thing. That's a very hard thing. But it doesn't have a social stigma. We don't think anything less of a woman that doesn't have a baby. But in Bible days, and you've heard me say this before, so much of a woman's, um, her position in the social structure was looked at as how she did with her family and the sons she could produce and how she would carry on the genealogy or the lineage of that family. And there's a lot of history of how the, the, um, the property even would pass down from generation to generation. And if a woman could not have children, there was such a social stigma upon that. So Elizabeth carried that. She didn't just have the heartache of not being able to have children. And of course, as any woman would want that, she had social stigma. And the Bible talks about her being called barren. And that was a really hard thing that Elizabeth had. But you know what I see? That here she was at the end of her life, and she was still faithful. She was still walking holy before God. She was still performing all of his ordinances and all of his commandments. She had not quit. Even though she faced heartache, even though she faced hardship, she had not quit. She had not quit serving. She had not quit loving. She had not quit living right. And God saw that. So I see that. And then I see that Elizabeth's hardship was part of God's plan. You see, that baby boy that God was going to bless Zacharias and Elizabeth with, 
he had a very special purpose for his life. It was not just a baby that God was giving to Zacharias and Elizabeth, but God had a purpose for John's life. The Bible speaks of John. Let's see here. It says in um, 1 and verse number 11, it says, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And then hear this. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And here's the purpose and the plan for him. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The Bible also speaks in Matthew of how John's role as a preacher, as a, as a man of God, was to go before Jesus Christ, to go before the earthly member ministry of Jesus Christ, and to proclaim that there was a Savior, there was a Messiah, there was a Lord coming, and that people had better listen to Him. He was described as the forerunner of Jesus Christ, and He turned many hearts. to He set the stage, He prepared the way for Jesus Christ. That was the purpose of John's life, and God needed Elizabeth to be His mother. And so there was a plan. Probably Elizabeth may not have understood, Lord, why did I have to go through life barren? Why did I have to go through life not having a child? But that plan was that Elizabeth would be ready to have that child in her own age, in her old age. And that was a miracle. And we're going to see how God used Elizabeth's miracle to encourage Mary here in just a minute. But I think of that so often, and I can re relate to this. I have told my girls um, that if it were not for the five babies that we lost. As difficult as that was, and my husband and I in our early years of marriage, over those nine years that we were married and we could not have children, if it were not for those five babies, we would never have had Lacey and Savannah. They are our twins, and they are a result of us having some fertility, and we had twins. And we would not, I undoubtedly, I don't think I would have 10 children, and so there's no way I would have Chloe and Kylie and Micah. But God had a plan. And you know, during those years, I didn't know why I was having that hardship and those heartaches, and it was hard. I didn't know why I had to lose those babies. But I do know that God's plan was for us right here and right now in 2023 for us to have five children that we have the privilege and the honor to raise here at Victory Baptist in Roanoke Rapids and so they can attend the school. I don't understand all of that, but I know that God's plan was for them for this moment. And you know, for John the Baptist, he was born at exactly the right time. And Elizabeth had to have those years of barrenness, so John would be born at the perfect time to go ahead as the forerunner for Jesus Christ. And so I see that Elizabeth's hardship was part of God's plan. And then I see this, and this is my favorite verse, and I love it. I was reading about in here whenever it talks about when the angel appeared to Mary, and he tells her the great news that she is going to be born, uh, to have a baby that is going to be born. And of course we know, and we're going to talk about Mary on one of these weeks, but she says, how can this be? I don't have a husband. I've never been with a man. And the angel said she was highly favored. And, you know, I think sometimes when we read through these stories, you know, we think it's so beautiful and we read it by the Christmas tree and we look at it through the lens of how God came as the Messiah and what that means for us today. But if we stop 
and we put ourselves in the shoes of a little Jewish girl who was unmarried, who apparently had tried to live a very righteous, holy life, who she had a good name. She was getting ready to marry a good man in the community, Joseph. And here she was found to be with child. I cannot imagine what that must have felt like. I can't imagine how she was when she was sitting there and she was hearing the angel tell her that. I can't imagine the sheer terror, the unbelief, the, you know, just what in the world is going on. I can't imagine how Mary felt. But you know, in the middle of all that, I love it because here's what the angel said. And I don't, I know it's not by accident, but I really think it's almost like the angel sent Mary. He said, go see your cousin Elizabeth. He didn't say that, but this is what he said. He said, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. And then he said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. So he has just told Mary, you're going to have a baby. And Mary's thinking, this is not possible. This is impossible. There is no way I'm going to be an outcast. And then he goes on to say, but you're not the only one that God's working in. You're not the only place that God's working a miracle. He's working a miracle in your cousin Elizabeth's life. And the Bible says in verse number 39, it says that Mary arose in those days and she went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias, and she saluted, she greeted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And here we go. I love this. It says, And she spake out with a loud voice, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me, for lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. We know that the Jewish people, they were watching for their Messiah. They knew their scriptures. They knew their Old Testament. They knew that a Messiah was promised. And I don't know how she knew it except to say that Elizabeth was such a woman of faith, such a woman of the word, that when Mary came, and she greeted Elizabeth. Elizabeth felt the babe in her womb leap. And Elizabeth was filled with a certainty that she knew that Mary was to be the mother of the Christ child. And she didn't just know it inside. She exclaimed it loudly. And she gave Mary the blessing. She said, blessed art thou among women. And she said, blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance. She says, I believe it's going to happen of the things that you've heard. And you know, I can't imagine for little Mary, who must have been filled with terror. I don't know if at that point, if anyone in her family, if anyone in her community, anyone in her village knew yet that she was going to have a child. But Mary had to be so fearful. You know that she faced rejection. You know she faced ridicule. You know she faced outcasts. It's that the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew how that even Joseph, he was thinking about putting her away because the shame was so great because she was found with child. And you know, at a time when Mary needed encouragement, Elizabeth was there to give it. And Elizabeth had a miracle going on in her own life that she allowed Mary to see that God is working a miracle in my life. God has given me a baby in my old age, and that's a miracle. And then she went on to encourage Mary. And she said, Mary, I'm with you. And I believe that God is going to work that out. I believe that you are going to be a Christ child. And at a time when the rest of the world around her 
when all of Mary's social structure, her culture was probably ridiculing her and thinking that she had behaved wickedly, that Elizabeth gave her that confirmation. She gave her that belief. And I was so challenged by that today. I don't know who needs to hear it from you, but somebody can be strengthened in their faith today by you giving an encouraging word. And when we see others around us step out in faith, when we see others around us trying to live for the Lord or trying to maybe do something that the Lord has asked them to do, or we see the Lord working in their lives, let us be an encouragement to them. Let us let them let us know that let them know that we believe in them and that we believe that God is going to work the work in their life that he wants to. Because you know, we have a world around us that is not going to give us that kind of encouragement. I know you all know this, but as Christian women that desire to fulfill our purpose as wives, as mothers, as Christians, we are not going to be supported by the worldly system. There is nothing out there that's going to encourage us. But if we go to the Word, we will get our encouragement. But let us be women together that seek to encourage those around us. Let us encourage each other in their faith. And so I was challenged by the the story of Elizabeth this week. And I see how that God used Elizabeth as an older woman, as a friend, as a family member to encourage Mary, to say, Mary, you are blessed. And I don't care what everybody else says. I don't care what the world thinks. God is going to work this miracle. And he is going to use my son, John. He's going to use your son to turn the hearts of his people to him. And where would we be today if it were not for these two women that were willing to submit their wills and their lives to be used in God's plan? So think about that this week, and let's do what we can to encourage those around us. I hope you all have a great week. Please join us for the cantata this Sunday morning, and let's do all we can to remember that Jesus truly is the reason for the season and to point our families and our loved ones back to Him this time of year. I love you so much, and I look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for listening to With All My Heart, a ladies' devotional podcast with Joanna Coburnett. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged to deepen your love for Christ and be more like Him today. God loves us, and we should love Him in return. Until next time, keep seeking Him with all your heart.